You are listening to Wordslinger Podcast, episode 109, Rocketing Writer Success with Dave Chesson. This episode of the Wordslinger Podcast is brought to you by the audiobook edition of Quelo Medallion. You can find Quelo Medallion on Audible and use your Audible credit or get Quelo Medallion for free when you go to audibletrial.com slash wordslinger. It's the Word Slinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand, write your book, redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours? Now, here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tomlinson, the Word Slinger. Word Slinger. Hey, this is Kevin Tosin, the Word Slinger, and I am very happy to be here this morning. Um, it is uh, it's a kind of overcast day here in the Houston, Texas area, the Pearland, Texas area, actually. If you've um, if you're familiar with Pearland at all, uh, give me a shout out. We're we've spent a lot of time here recently, um, and I kind of digging it. it. It was never on our radar before. We lived in Sugarland. We're going through all the lands. In Texas, so uh, we're now on pear land. Um, don't know if there's a pear tree anywhere around. I kind of like the joke. I, I always tell this joke when I was growing up because I grew up in Wild Peach, Texas. That's right, folks. Everywhere I've lived <laughs> has had some quirky name. Uh, I grew up in Wild Peach, Texas. The joke is always that I don't think there was a, a peach tree within a hundred miles of the place, and I'm 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 pretty sure that's true, and that may be true for Pearland as well. Actually, though. I grew up with pear trees, so and I, I don't live more than 100 miles from here, so <laughs> there you go. Um, sorry for the interruption from my uh, text message there. Um, it happens. It happens. I forgot to turn off notifications, so uh, loud dinging in your ear. That was not your phone. That was my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now, okay. So today's episode, uh, I've I've got a treat for everyone, especially if you are a will be author, or if you're already an author. Um, there are actually, if you're already an author, that's that's uh, where you're going to get the biggest benefit. Um, I'm talking with Dave Chesson. Now he's he's got a couple of things going um, with Kindlepreneur and with um, the uh, KDP Rocket. Uh, you're going to dig everything that this guy has to say. Uh, I know I did. Now, um, for the authors in the bunch, I want to bring this up up front because this is something I'm going to try from from this point forward. But the show is uh, officially sponsored by me <laughs> and my books, um, but also by Draft Digital, my um, my sort of. Uh, patrons uh and uh the guys that i do some marketing for if you are a will-be author if you'd like to publish draft to digital is the place to be uh you can get your book out to um, all the major retailers actually uh the biggest retailers on the planet uh and more to come and the here's what's cool about draft to digital you can upload a word document and get a free conversion uh to moby which is the format used by uh amazon and to EPUB, which is the format used by practically everyone else, uh, you can even get a PDF of your book. Now, here's the thing. Those things are free, meaning you don't have to use draft digital in order to benefit from those. You can actually download those, give them to people as uh, advanced reader copies or ARCs, as we say in the, uh, in the industry lingo, uh, or uh, you know, put them behind a paywall on your own site. 
charge people to download them. Uh, use them as funnel freebies. In other words, uh, uh, give them out to people who sign up on your mailing list, that sort of thing. So draft digital is really a cool tool out there that's absolutely free for the authors to use. Now, if you do distribute through us, we take a 10% cut of the uh, royalty, um, and that's it. That's the only way we ever make any money. So uh, everything else we do is free, including Universal Book Links, which is something I think is awesomely cool. It was one of the first tools that we introduced when they brought me on as the face of the company. And uh, if you want to see them in action, go to my site. Now, this is some self-promotion, okay? But go to my site, kevintomlinson.com slash books. You can see uh, everything there is linked through a single link, so a single link per book. So you click on that one link. And your readers can buy your book from whatever bookstore they prefer online. Whether it's connected directly to draft to digital or not, every bookstore where your book appears online can be made available to your readers in one click. So, pretty cool tool. Now, that said, today's guest, I'm going to uh, try a little experiment here. Uh, we're going to sponsor the show, quote unquote, <laughs> with uh, with uh, an affiliate link from today's guest. Now, I'm going to put that link on the show notes um, because it is it's kind of a wieldy link to read off. Uh, but we, nah, I can't do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to use a shortener. In fact, let me pause and unpause. Now, through the magic of editing, <laughs> I present to you a much shorter, much easier to remember link. If you will go to bit.ly, that's bit.ly, slash KDP Slinger, you will go directly to the KDP Rocket homepage through my affiliate link, uh, where if you purchase uh, KDP Rocket, you will actually benefit me as well as our guest today, David Chesson. Now, that's pretty cool because uh, as you're going to learn, I'm going to get you excited about this, but take note of that URL because you're going to want to use it. If you are an author, uh, and I, you know, of course, encourage everyone to be an author, uh, <laughs> if you are an author and have books out there, uh, KDP Rocket is a way to help boost your book sales by using keywords and very little else and you're gonna find out how this is done at least in part you're gonna see the hints of this uh, what I encourage you to do is go to that link watch the videos start using the tool what this is is a keyword tool primarily um, that allows you to do things like uh, fine-tune your book description fine-tune the keywords that you use that you associate with your book on Amazon and and elsewhere as it works on Amazon it will work on others uh, other retailers um, including Drafted Digital. Uh, and you can also use this. Now, he's got a, something coming up that's going to be very cool um, that I don't know if he's ready to announce yet. So I'm going to hold off. I don't want to spoil things. But you can use this for uh, finding keywords for Facebook ads, for finding keywords in any capacity you need to use them, honestly. Uh, great tool. I'm enjoying it. And as our guest um, has done, I mean, it's he's got an amazing story about uh, basically blowing up sales on multiple books under different uh, different pin names with no real marketing beyond that so uh. <laughs> now i have not mastered this yet myself but i've been playing around with the tool and i think it's uh i think it's just awesome i want to go through the entire tutorial system that he has there uh learning in and out uh, i'm very impressed with how everything works though so that's my testimonial for the product my guest is pushing if you have listened to this show for any length of time you know that i don't do this uh so i only promote things that that i either uh 
use and love uh, myself or that I know work well for the for people who need them. Sometimes I promote t- uh, tools that I don't personally need, uh, but uh, there's always a need for them somewhere. So, you know, I it's very rare for me to do this. So check it out. And now let's hear why this tool and everything else this guy is doing is really cool and really important for you. The will be or currently or author and uh, once you've uh, once you've gotten through this interview, stick around for a little housekeeping at the end. And thank you for, I guess, putting up with me uh, as I drop a bit of sponsorship at the front end of the show. Um, I probably won't do that very often, but I did want I did feel it was important to do it today. So hope you get something out of it and uh, we'll see you on the other side of this interview. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in, and today we're actually going to chat with somebody. I've actually chatted with this guy uh, recently on another podcast, on the uh, Creative Writing Career Podcast, uh, but I'm talking with Dave Chesson, and he is the dude at Kindlepreneur. <laughs> Kindlepreneur. <laughs> Kindlepreneur. I uh, I know I was going to butcher the the preneur uh, part. I always mess that up, man. How's it going? No, that's Dave? okay. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> As a matter of fact, my favorite, though, is I get a lot of people who are like, Kindle Printer? You, you print Kindles? I'm like, no, no, Kindle, <laughs> you're an entrepreneur, no? <laughs> so yeah. did I think about that when I came up with that domain and was uh, you know, thinking about these interviews and speaking. Right, so. saying things out loud, yeah. <laughs> but it is Kindlepreneur, which is that mashup of Kindle and Entrepreneur. We're just going to put it out there for those who didn't catch it right away. Um, so tell me, okay, man. Uh, you've got a lot of stuff going on, actually, but uh, tell me. Let's let's dig in on Kindlepreneur. Like, what is Kindlepreneur? Now sure. I can, well, now I can't stop saying it. I got to say it over <laughs> and over again. That's right. <laughs> so, Kindlepreneur uh, is actually it's an advanced book marketing website, right? Um, so we don't really focus on how to self-publish a book or how to you know. Uh, to write the book that's inside of you. Instead, I look at the business side of things, right. you know, and that's that's the things we can do to increase our, our revenue. Now, I'm not saying that I focus on nothing but money. That's that's you know, I understand this is truly an art. But one of the things I found when looking in, you know, when doing my research back in the day when I was like, oh man, how do I sell more books? Yeah. Was that there were a lot of websites out there that kind of glossed over things. They didn't give me the step by step on how to do this. Like I couldn't read an article, turn around and then put into action what I just read and see results. Right. And I, you know, I, I used to be a nuclear engineer. I'm very results based. Like I like the numbers. I like to understand that what I'm doing will have a return on investment. And so right there, that personal pain point and growth over the past four years is what culminated into creating Kindlepreneur. You know, a, a lot of authors have a hard time with the business side of it. You know, I mean, I don't know oh, yeah. why that is. And I do, too, actually. I mean, I, I as much as I'm in the marketing game and I, you know, I know the importance of it. Sometimes you just want to be the writer, you know, <laughs> very true. And what was funny was, was that with me, I was almost the other way. It was like, OK, you know, like I'd find these opportunities and it's I look at the marketing and it's just to me, it's absolutely fun. It's a challenge right. that I love to jump on. And then it's like writing. It's like, OK, write my book, write my book, <laughs> you know, so I can get the marketing but uh, no, so it's been great for me to be able to to write and focus on the thing that I truly enjoy the most um, and something that I've really been kind of blessed uh, to be able to do over the years. Yeah. So it's so OK. You're every there's that two there's those two components, right? There's the the problem of I got to write the book and the problem I got to market the book. And it sounds like, man. You're right there. <laughs> like you should partner with somebody, and that way that you bring both your uh, your Oreos to their milk, kind of thing. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's it's even funny is is that even even people with like the giant name, you know, in the background, right. you know, I've been working with. Um, I got to do Pat Flynn's last book as well as his upcoming book. Yeah. Um, you know, I got to work with Jeff Goins. I mean, the guy, those guys are just brilliant. Um, but there's a lot of things out there that, you know, like somebody who hasn't truly focused on the Amazon storefront, right. like they don't understand. Matter of fact, uh, this week I'm actually meeting with my all-time favorite author ever, Ted Decker. Oh, okay. Um, I know, like his publicist kind of found out about what we were doing. They wanted yeah. to learn a little bit more about Amazon. So I get to talk to my favorite author ever. I'm so <laughs> stoked. Oh, my Sweet, goodness. He's man. so creative. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, there's just so many opportunities that come from it. So I do get to work on those things. Uh, but more importantly, I spend all my time trying to create free content for people so that they can learn how to do it themselves. There's a lot of marketing services out there that will put that will say, hey, you know, pay us $10,000 and we will right. uh, sell your book for you. But what they're really doing is, is that they're going to then kind of pass your information off to a system that they've pre-created. And you treat any book like a system and you're not going to see the results that you're truly hoping for. Right. I believe the best marketer out there is you, the writer, because you know what you've done. You know the potential and you care about it. Whereas a lot of these companies, it's not so. And I'll even add into it too, those who are looking to be published, you're going to find out that when you talk to a publishing company uh, or you sign that contract, you're all excited. The next thing that they're going to ask you is, great, so how do you intend to sell these books? Right, exactly that. So so regardless whether you're published or self-published, whether you've got a big list or not, there's so much out there that can help you to sell your books. Yeah, that's the thing that gets me when I see these articles, uh, like in the HuffPost or something, you know, and it's, they're always inflammatory, right? Like, I'll never, ever, ever do self-publishing because it all sucks. And that's, it's this notion that they don't want to be marketers. You know, they don't want to take on any of the marketing and they don't want it to be a business. It's an art, you know, (laughs) you know, it really uh, art with direction is marketing. Yeah. So, you know, it's not too far off and it's not trying to say, okay, great, you know, put on your author hat. Okay, now put on your greasy car salesman hat. You know, Uh, the truth is, is that I look at it that every true author truly wants their voice to be heard. They have a great story. They have a meaning. They have a purpose. But without being able to get your book out there, no one's going to hear it. And I think as an author, it is your responsibility to to get it out there, to either affect that life that you're looking to change because of an experience you had, yeah. to write that fiction that drives someone to the next level, you know, of, of book reading ecstasy, you know, and, and, <laughs> right. and to tell the story that you have. Yeah. And without marketing, it's just not going to happen. One of my favorite examples uh, of this is J.K. Rowling. Yeah. She wrote – the biggest money-making book ever. I mean, in history, right? We're talking billions and billions of dollars here for the whole Harry Potter industry. Right. And she was rejected by 36-plus editors. They had the golden goose lay on their a on their desk. Yeah. And they just brushed it aside. Right. And luckily, it came down to the fact that her agent. Um, one of the editors owed her agent a favor, and he called in the favor. And that editor didn't even read it still. He passed it off to his like 12-year-old niece and said, here, you check it out. She came back 24 hours later and was like, when's the next book coming out? And he was like, oh, whoa, I better read this. That's so hilarious. even with the best book, you may run into roadblocks and you got to be prepared to take that next step to get it discovered, to get it in front of the right person. Or else otherwise, you could be 
that yeah. perfect author, that next J.K. Rowling, but without the success. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's without that component, it, it's basically just really good uh, fan fiction or something. Like it's not yeah. it's journal. not going anywhere. Yeah. It's a really good journal entry. Yeah. <laughs> really long. 350 page journal entry uh yeah you know by the way that's a similar story to to uh tolkien uh, only in that um the kid of the uh publisher was the first one to read the hobbit and recommend it and uh I and get it published so that boy th- kids have been choosing the best books haven't no they? kidding right <laughs> that's the lesson there everyone is go for the kids <laughs> go somehow get your book into the hands of the kids of the publishers uh and okay, so and that brings up a good point, by the way, because you know we've talked about this before, but just in case my audience doesn't know, I mean, you're not just talking about uh, nonfiction work here. Like you're not talking about just Pat Flynn and the kind of stuff he's doing. And those guys, you're you're talking about fiction as well, right? Right. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I'm meeting up with Ted Decker, who's right. a uh, uh, a New York Times bestselling Christian yeah. horror thriller writer. Yeah. Talk about a combination. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Cross the board. Yeah. He's a, he's a hero of mine. <laughs> I want to be a little more like him when I grow older. Uh, we'll say, I'll, I'll tell him you said hi, <laughs> dude. Yeah, d- definitely do, man. Tell him if he ever wants a spot on the word slinger podcast, he's got it. Um, got it. so you're okay. Now you have this, you have uh Kindle, I almost said entrepreneur. You have Kindlepreneur.com. You have other uh, resources too, right? Yeah, I so we also created a software called KDP Rocket, right? And um, basically, you know, we went through this whole system on how an author can go about trying to figure out if their book idea has a market on Amazon, right? And what we mean by that is that, you know, are there people on Amazon who are looking for your kind of book, the book that you're thinking about writing, right? And the truth is, is that most of the time your initial idea is not going to be a successful one. But there are ways that you can start to kind of change or maybe niche down a little bit and that you can find a hungry market that is looking for your book. And this is really important for new authors because, you know, I always tell people there's only two ways you can sell a book on Amazon. Either A, you write a book that Amazon has customers looking for, what we just talked about, or B – you have the marketing chops to be able to go find that awesome, you know, market, that perfect market, find them somewhere else, grab them by the collar and drag them to your book on Amazon. Right. And this is like, you know, that can either be like have an amazing Facebook ads guru level tactic capability or, you know, you're some big name author, you know, with a giant platform and huge email list where you can just send them to your book. Right. So for the new author who doesn't have those advanced tactic capabilities or huge name, you know, when you're first starting off, it's it's important to look at Amazon and look at where there's an opportunity that you can kind of set yourself apart. So we have on the on Kindlepreneur, we have this article all about uh, book idea validation. And if you just type it in Google, you'll be able to find it. And this article talks about exactly how you can validate your idea. But there's a lot of steps to it, a lot of uh, numbers. And and back in the day, I was using this huge Excel sheet. and It was taking yeah. me hours. Yeah. So instead of doing that, we created the software that does everything for you. Um, you know, you would start by typing in your book idea, and KDP Rocket would go through and it would pull all of the Amazon suggestions and Google suggestions. So it creates this giant list of ideas like what you typed in, but mm-hmm. others that they know have been typed in to Amazon and Google. And then it will immediately tell you um, how many books on average, or excuse me, 
how much money on average the top five books for that keyword make. Yeah. It'll tell you uh, the number of people who type that exact phrase into Amazon per month, and it will give you a competition score from one to a hundred. So you can quickly find out what the potential amount of money you can make from this book, how much interest there actually is, and whether or not it's too competitive. Yeah. And that right there, I think, is incredibly important for any author. And luckily, you don't have to be a nuclear engineer to crunch those numbers like <laughs> we used to force people to do. So Right. Right. Yeah, I, I would do no good at that. <laughs> the number crunching stuff is kind of out of my league these days. Even though I have an engineering background, I was never all that great at the numbers in that nah. way. Well, I was a, I was a physics guy, um, yeah, but yeah. staying within the rules was always my problem. So yeah. <laughs> I was right. like, all right, got it. But, you know, the other thing, too, is I have a lot of uh, authors who tell me, hey, Dave, you know, that's um, that's that sounds cool, but you know, that's, that just sounds like extra steps. Right. Um, but what I tell people is, is that, you know, you got to think about your writing like a business. Uh, hence the whole Kindle entrepreneur thing. Right. 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 But every business I've ever seen always does market research before they decide to set up their new storefront, right? Yeah. Even the greatest burger joint in the world, in and out totally not an argue, that's a fact. <laughs> okay, I think it's state and somewhere. Um, before they build an in and out burger joint, they will go through and they will say, okay, we think we're going to write in this city, aka a genre. Mm -hmm. They look in the city and they say, okay, great. Where within this city can we get the most traffic, right? As in the most cars will pass by it. Okay, and then they'll look and they'll say, okay, well, what about the competitors? How many competitors are there? Okay, yeah. how much money are those competitors making? I mean, if these guys aren't making any money, why are we going to build a burger joint there? Right. So they do all this research and they'll find the optimal place to put that storefront in that city. And that's exactly what we as authors should be doing. We may choose a genre, you know, if we're fiction, say it's sci-fi military. If we're nonfiction, maybe it's how to quit smoking. Right. Okay, we choose that city. And then we need to know what exactly are the terms people are typing inside of Amazon, okay, within that genre we just chose. And then we need to look at the competition and say to ourselves, you know, hey, are any of the books in this making money? Because if not, then why would I do it? Yeah. And then on top of that, are these books such giant powerhouses that my book will never be able to show up? So this is like – this is what every business out there does before right. they initiate, and we as authors should start to think about it that way too. Yeah. Well, okay. So why do you think – because it, it's much more common for authors, especially indie authors, to go the other route as if uh, they try to do the thing that you know a, a James Patterson could do uh, because of the weight of his name. I mean they, they go out, they write the book, and then they try to find the market. Why do you think they go that route instead of the way that uh, – that you know works better well a lot of it's because a lot a lot of authors have this book inside of them you know yeah, and yeah. and it, the belief is uh either a they just want to write it and that's okay yeah. uh or b you know there's they're kind of falling into this belief of if you write it they will come you know field right. of dreams field of right. um but what i'm trying to say here is that it is that if you do that book marketing research okay you do that due diligence before you start using your time, energy, and money on the book, and you find out there isn't a market, then what this means from day one, okay, before you start writing that book, is that you cannot depend on Amazon to sell your book for you. Right. You will have to turn to that other selling tactic that we talked about, which is either some advanced marketing tactic that you've mastered or you already have a giant list 
uh, a giant platform, a big name, something of that magnitude, so that you can grab the right market and you can send them to your book. But if you don't have that and your book is not geared towards a market on Amazon, then do not be, you know, do not be uh, surprised when things don't work out. Right. Okay. Or as you start to write that book, start to plan your book marketing around something other than Amazon. Start to prepare Facebook. Start to prepare something else. So I believe that that one crucial initial step not only kind of foretells what you're looking at, but should help you to structure your book marketing tactic as you move forward in the book. Okay. And Okay. So the best advice always comes from the people who are actually doing this stuff, right? <laughs> and you're actually in that category. And you told me something on uh, Creative Writing Career that kind of kind of popped my brain, um, but that you are – you've never actually – let me see how you phrase this. You have done this multiple times, but never under the same pen name twice, right? That is correct. All right, yeah. let's let's dig into that because I know right now people are kind of first trying to figure out what I just said, and second, <laughs> if they got it, they're trying to figure out how you did this without the uh, what is traditionally the uh, author platform, which is the big mailing list with all the the people you approach so let let's talk about that because i for one am excited about that idea (laughs) yeah so back back when i first started writing i was actually in the military uh the u.s military as a i was a military diplomat in south korea and i was stationed in their navy and so i was like all afraid that if i wrote a book on anything uh i would have to put in the stupid little blurb that i do on everything else that says these are the opinions of dave chesson and do not represent the opinions of the united states in any way shape or form um, you know, or I didn't want it to be one of those where there'd be some kind of a unprofessional aspect. Now, no, I don't write an erotica. So it wasn't like something like, like, oh, my goodness. No, it was just one of those where I was like, all right, well, I don't really want to mix my career uh, with my side hustle right. at the time. So I started doing that. And then what it, I found was, was that my kind of search engine optimization mentality, that idea about keywords and their market research. It wasn't something that was out there, but it's something I started from day one. And it gave me a lot of competitive advantages where I found these, you know, high demand but low competition keywords. And so I was either the only book in town or I only had like one or two competitors. And so I just kept creating a new book after a new book after a new book. And they were like assets because Today, the first book I ever wrote uh, brings in $1,300 every month, and it has been the wow. same since four years ago. Wow. Um, so that's you know it's been really it's been really awesome to see that. Now, yeah. what happened was was that when I when I decided to create Kindlepreneur, and that was about a year and a half ago or so, we I kind of asked myself, I was like, you know, geez, this is going to be weird. I don't want to put my books out there because I know for a fact that when I put the the list of, hey, here's all these high demand, low competition, you know, books, keywords, uh, I'd wake up the next day and I'd find like 20 plus uh, competitors. Um, but then another important aspect came about this. You see, Kindlepreneur right now gets over 100,000 readers per month. Right. That's 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 a big platform and a big email list. Yeah. And what I didn't want to become was an, was one of those guys that talks about how the new author can, you know, make money online. But here I'm just using that giant platform and that email, you know, system to always perpetuate bestsellers. So I made this conscious decision to say, you know what? I'm going to stick to that. Yeah. I'm going to stick to being that new author because every time I write a new book, I have to start over. I'm in the trenches with you guys. I have to truly 
use the things I'm talking about, the tactics that I'm preaching on Kindlepreneur in order to succeed. Right. And to me, that's that's very unique because you don't see that. And yeah. it's been a lot of fun. It's been a challenge. And I, I hope that people have enjoyed the information because they know it's coming from someone who's starting at ground zero every time they write. Every single time. That's, that just, uh, man, blows my mind. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I've enjoyed a modicum of success with my work. But I, I know that I worked my butt off to get the platform I have, you know, I built the list. Yeah. Just the the thing that there that is preached to you over and over and over is build the list, build the list, build the list. Yeah. And uh, and I have, and uh, it it was hard won, um, but I still don't see the kind of numbers I'd like to see, you know. So now I'm right. I'm 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 starting to kind of get into your orbit, man. Because <laughs> you know I'm like, all right, all right. If he's doing it, uh, you know, over and over again with now, uh, do you do? What sort of marketing do you do, though, with the Well, with you know, companies? a lot of that is, first off, I focus more on the Amazon platform than the externals, right? Okay. Uh, okay. So it, the key part is looking for the terms that people are typing in that there's no competition. Yeah. But I'll as give, Amazon you, goes, so goes everyone else, right? I mean, right. Yeah. Well, let me let me give the listeners an example of one, right? This was a couple of years ago. I didn't end up actually writing the book um, because I took too long and then the market shifted. But this should show you kind of what I'm talking about. About two and a half years ago or so, Evernote, books on Evernote were like the hot thing. Right. Everybody was writing a book on Evernote. And the reason was there was a giant demand by people to learn how to use Evernote. And yeah. um, so everybody and their cousin created these books. High, high demand, high competition. You're not going to make it. So what I did was using the kind of keyword research that you know KDP Rocket would do now as well as the steps that I have on Kindlepreneur. I found out that there were so many sub-niches inside of Evernote that would allow me to truly be the only book that shows up and would connect with the right market. Yeah. And in this case, it was uh, more demographic focused. So instead of just writing a book on Evernote or how to use Evernote, uh, it was books like Evernote for project managers, Evernote for teachers, yeah. Evernote for students and academics, and uh, finally, Evernote for authors. Yeah. Uh, because if you go to Evernote and you're reading and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my goodness, I'm a project manager. That's a book for project managers. <laughs> right. Sweet. Like that's the one. But I had validated that on Google. OK, this was before KDP Rocket existed. So I could only use Google numbers, uh, whereas KDP Rocket will tell you Amazon numbers. But I had found that on Google, there was something like 700 people a month typing in Evernote for project managers. Yeah. That means that there are people who are really thinking about that small demographic. And for me as a book writer, I would much rather have a book that while it doesn't get as many sales as the number one book for Evernote, but all I had to do was create the book and then you know do some of the things we talked about in Kindlepreneur and get it so every project manager that types in Evernote would find my book and then buy it because it's perfect for them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> here's, here's what I love about that whole approach. <laughs> it's almost like outsourcing the marketing or not the marketing, but the marketing research. Like it's somehow you've gotten the reader to tell you exactly what it is you want, they want you to write about. Is Bingo. that kind of the idea? Yeah. So that is it. That's just brilliant, man. Sometimes it's like uh, I like to think of it like somebody saying, "Hey, why don't you get up there and give a speech?" Okay, cool. Um, uh, about what? I don't know. Just just get up there and do whatever comes to heart. You know, yeah. it's like ah, oh, crap. Whereas like I'm gonna have a much easier time if they're like, "Hey, Dave, get up there and give a speech on what?" Um, how to bake a cake. 
Right. Okay. Well, okay. Let me let me let me read up on that first. Even more yeah, so though. It's, it's, it got you know, it. You know what it is? It's it's rock soup. You know the story of rock soup? No. no okay. No. So the story in in and I'm just going to give you the short version of this, and people can write me and call me or whatever and complain that I got it wrong. <laughs> but the the idea was a couple of soldiers uh, stumble across a village and they haven't eaten and they don't have any resources, and they knock on a door and ask for some food and they're told no. Right, and then uh, they get the idea to, to just borrow a kettle, okay, and they tell the person we're going to make rock soup, and then they go and they start, you know, uh, they go down to the river, you know, and they're putting water in the kettle, and they're starting a fire, and people want to see this rock soup, and then they start saying things like, you know, if if I had some carrots, this rock soup would be really good, and somebody says, well, I got carrots, and they bring carrots, and you know, what would make this really good is some some mutton, and they bring mutton, you know, so they keep basically just letting the community bring what it is they want and they share the rock soup with everybody that's what it is <laughs> see and you know to go a step further with that is that i find that doing the market research will help you to write a better book too right um one of the things we found out was i was working with a certain author um i don't know if i have permission to use her name so i, I won't say but um there were writing a.k rowling <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. Right, John Doe. Um, <laughs> he was writing a book about you know how to make money with art, okay. right? And in this case, you know, he wrote this amazing book. It was more focused towards the psychological aspect, right. you know, about looking at your art as something that is worth money and that how that portrays. But we noticed that on Amazon, the the number one market, the number one keyword that people are truly typing in, and it was making a lot of money too, was how to sell art online. Like the people that go to Amazon and type in something about art and money, they, they finish it with the online part. Right. So what we did was instead of forcing the guy not to write what he wanted to, we said, look, I think you need to address this online part. You need to talk about that because that's what a market on Amazon wants. So knowing that people are thinking in that terms, we we changed the book a little bit. We added some sections to really talk about locations and tactics on, on making money online. Right. And we also included it in the subtitle and title, you know, so that everything was in sync with that whole how to make money online. So when somebody right. types in how to make money online, they see oh, the cover, you know, yeah, that looks like the right kind of book. Oh, the title. Yep. The book description. Oh, it speaks to my pain points. Yeah. And. Now you have a much higher conversion, and him getting those extra sales from that was what will you know. And he hasn't published it yet, but it's coming. Um, but you know, it's a much better situation, right? Yeah, yeah. It is a much better you know platform to stand on, knowing full well that you've addressed what readers want. Right. Yeah. That's 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 pure marketing. I mean, that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing as a marketer. <laughs> you know, and think about where how how that probably is going to save them reviews too. I mean, how many yeah. people are going to read that book and be like, "Oh, this is what I was looking for," right? In yeah. Instead of him not talking about making money online, but people buying it, thinking that's what it's going to be about. Yeah. Uh, you might have seen some two stars in there, like great book, but you know, I don't know how to apply this so that I can make money. Right. Uh, you know, and so I think that truly giving people the right package of what they're looking for, you're going to see much better success, not just in sales, but in quality, you know, and delivering the right, right. message that people. Yeah, it's like qualifying sales leads. You're, the people who come in are, are looking specifically for your product because you built it specifically for them. That's right. right. And it uh, also helps with your marketing part, too. Like, hey, uh, when I did the Ever, you know, when I was looking to do the Evernote for project managers, I mean, it helped me to focus on what I should talk about, yeah. right? 
I had a demographic. I knew what their pain points were. I knew, you know, I could do the research. If I were doing Facebook advertising, I would definitely know a lot more of the words that would make them stop dead in their tracks on yeah. Facebook. Be like, whoa, wait, what was that? That that's what I'm looking for. And yeah. click it and buy. Okay, I, 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 you know what's funny about this? I this is not new. <laughs> like the idea of this is not new, but it for some reason, and I'm guilty of this too. We authors completely forget to apply this kind of thinking to to book ideas you know i mean we just drop it why do you think that is oh i have i have a definite answer for that one <laughs> um so back about like three or four years ago there was i would call it like the kindle gold rush right yeah, yeah. um there were a lot of people that were just kind of spouting about kindle keywords find the right kindle keyword you know and you'll make thousands of dollars and it became kind of like this uh sales pitchy thing right. right and so what was happening was was that a lot of authors got in their minds that you do keyword research like we've been talking about, but you do it after you wrote your book and you're looking for your seven Kindle keywords. Mm-hmm. And then they would they would do the research or they'd pay money for such and such and they would choose these keywords that you know didn't exactly fit, but you know, or or they just came up with whatever and they threw it in there. And then they didn't see results and you know it became a whole like that person promised me thousands of dollars and I didn't get it, you know, and, yeah, and yada yeah. yada. And so this caused a lot of negativity about it. Some authors see it as hacking the system, some see it as as, you know, um, uh, urinating in, in the Amazon well where we all drink. Um, <laughs> right, right. The thing about it, though, is, is that what I've tried to do is shift the mentality of authors from not thinking about keywords as the last step before you, you publish, but what you should do before you even start writing. Yeah. And instead of calling it this little magic bullet that solves everything, I'm calling it book marketing research, the way you should approach it. You know, Look at the numbers. Look at the data make a better book because of it and that is much better success and so i'm really trying to change the way we look at it it is not the magic bullet it is the foundation that you start with so how and we're we're bumping up against time and i don't i don't want to keep you too long but how does this apply though to the fiction author like how are we going out and finding the right keywords uh, or the right topic to write about when we know we want to write, say, a Harry Potter style fantasy book or, you know, we, we know the type of book we want to write, but how does it apply to uh, going out and doing this kind of research? So long as people go to Amazon.com and they type in whatever fiction book they're looking for, yeah. whatever words come to their mind, this tactic will always be a part of it. Okay. Um, a key example that I can give just right off the top of my head, since I'm working on it myself, uh, is that you know science fiction. If your keyword is science fiction, then you're you're, you're totally hosed. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not yeah. going to get anything out of it. Uh, although there's gigantic demand for that word, uh, there's two problems with it: a super competitive. Mm-hmm. And B, people who type in science fiction in Amazon have no idea what they want to read. Right. 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 You know, uh, real sci-fi readers know exactly what kind of sci-fi they want to read. Uh, they know the words that come up to basically bring up the right books. So using like KDP Rocket or using, you know, this book marketing research, you'll find that you can dig further down and you can find the words that make a difference. Uh, you could go further and say science fiction military. Uh, but again, high demand, oh, high competition still. Uh, you can go even further and do space marines. <laughs> demand, not as high, but definitely demand, yeah. and low competition. And now you have an opportunity to serve your book for the sci-fi military fans, but get your foot in the door for something that will give you discoverability, that will just get your book naturally finding new customers. Right. And now it's up to your book cover and title and subtitle and description to further that, yes, this is, if you are a fan of Space Marines, this is the book for you. Yeah. And now you've 
got that discoverability. And if you don't deliver on a great book, well, you know, no matter how awesome your research is, <laughs> right. uh, you know, no matter how awesome your 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 uh, location is, your burger joint is going to fail, right? right? If it's got cockroaches and everything. Um, so it's just one way for you to start. The same thing goes with uh, you were talking about like Harry Potter or whatever. You know, the word wizard, right? You're never going to rank for that one. You're never going to show up for it. Right. Uh, but there are other w- words and they have different meaning and there's different opportunities like mage, sorcerer, necromancer, mm-hmm. uh you know, blah, blah, blah. I can't even come up with them all. Um, but a person that would type in mage has a certain idea of what they want. Doing your research, you may find that your book on some wizard type character, just by referring them as a mage and kind of targeting that, you'll have more success than call, you know, targeting wizard. Right. That's true. Okay. All right. I can see how that could start working. I mean, you know, it, it, it's not only about the topic. I mean, it, it could also help in fine-tuning the uh, the 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 keywords themselves that people use to search for you, right? So when you're writing your description, when you're plugging in those like five or seven keywords, I forget how many at this point, uh, this this will help you there as well, right? That's correct. Yep. All right. Okay. Well, uh, you know, this is awesome. I and uh, I'm I'm kind of ashamed of myself for not having already jumped into this, man. Because <laughs> you know, I mean, we I think what we do, we fool ourselves. I'm I fool myself into thinking yeah, I know what my readers want you know i I know what they're looking for they've been reading me for a while now so uh what i'm interested in though is the success you had without having to even have a list i'm thinking okay i've got a list though so what's going to happen when i can and i'm sorry my apple watch is not on mute (laughs) for some Ah, reason i can't turn it off um but i'm thinking i've got a list so what's going to happen when I when these powers are combined? Like what sort of funky Captain Planet am I going to come up with? So I'm really excited <laughs> to try that. So count, No, that's a perfect uh, system right there. And uh, let me give you guys one quick little tip that I think is very important for you, especially if you have some readers that you know are going to buy your book. If you've got a target keyword in mind, okay, uh, this one keyword where you really want to get your book to show up for it, yeah. right? Um, and you have, say, five or ten readers that you know are going to buy your book, instead of sending them a link, say, here, click here and buy it, I highly recommend that you tell them, hey, can you go to Amazon, type in this particular term, buy my book, and purchase it. That right there is like the biggest, quickest way to tell Amazon that, hey, you know, people who type this term in generally search for this book, um, and they'll quickly move you up to the top. Now, that may sound like a cheat or a hack, but let me explain why this still isn't urinating in the Amazon well, okay? (laughs) Um, Because when you get up to number one, again, if you're not the right book for that term, you know, if your reviews suck, your description, your, your, like all those things we talked about, if they're not right, then people will skip your book and click on number two and three and four. And when Amazon sees that people are choosing others over yours, you'll drop down in the rankings and you'll sit at where you ultimately kind of deserve to sit for that word. So it's a self-correcting system is what you're saying. Very self-correcting. But what I just described for you listeners out there is an opportunity to spark, Mm -hmm. to get that book in front of customers. And then if you have done your book cover and your title right, you will enjoy the benefits of sitting at the top. And one last statistic I want to leave everybody with is that if you rank number one for a, a keyword term, you can on average expect 27% of all people who type that word into Amazon will click on your book and check it out. Yeah. But if you rank number two, 
only 13% will click on your book and check it out on average. Wow. That is double, right? Mm-hmm. So being number one over number two has a significant difference. And if you're number six, you only get 6%. Yeah. So think about that as you guys are trying to do these keywords. And if you're sitting at number 10 and be like, oh, why isn't this working? Statistically, you're not exactly where you want to be yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, well, next time we'll discuss how you got those numbers. Um, for sure. <laughs> all right, man. All right. Well, I don't want to keep you uh, too much longer, but uh, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. This is good stuff. I mean, absolutely, you know, Kevin. Good. Always fun. This was so good, by the way, and I've learned so much from this guy, uh, audience. That uh, this is the second time I've talked to him in like two weeks. So that tells you something right there. So <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's great. All right. Well, uh, we'll let you get back to your regularly scheduled life, and everyone else, if you are uh, if you want to hear a little bit more, you know, stick around, listen to my wrap up. And you'll find links to everything we talked about here, including uh, even our our new friend Ted Decker. Uh, <laughs> that I am. Uh, if you do, by the way have any pull man i'd love to get him on the show so just putting you on the i'll spot. try to work it all right man all right everybody else stick around and we'll chat with you just after the break and we're back and uh thanks for sticking around for the uh housekeeping portion of the program uh we <laughs> i kind of already did a lot of the the quote-unquote housekeeping at the beginning um but uh there's still room i uh I keep teasing this. Uh, there is an announcement that will that is forthcoming. We'll say for um, the RV lifestyle. Uh, something I think that people are going to think is very cool. I know I keep teasing it, uh, and mostly it's, it's so that uh, people will bug me about it. Uh, I, I want uh, I want to remember to to announce this properly uh, when it happens. Um, sort of a a hint. Um, we are, as I said earlier, uh, we're spending a lot of time in the Pearland area and uh, and growing to love it. And there is uh, quite a bit around here, uh, quite a bit within range of here. One thing that's kind of cool about this area, it's sort of in between for my family and Kara's family. Um, so uh, there's an opportunity. Um, and we're not giving up on the RV lifestyle. So if that's where you, your head went... <laughs> <laughs> I think you may be surprised. Uh, anyway, something cool. Now, um, <clears throat> that tease out of the way. Of course, uh, I want to come back around. If you would like to support this show, and I appreciate everyone who does, uh, you can do so. There's a couple of ways. The, uh, the, the first and best, of course, is to go and find the show on uh, iTunes rate and rank the show um you know if you give the show say uh four stars or five stars that's going to be uh kind of cool uh, <laughs> very cool actually um and uh you know it, it, what that does for me uh personally okay here's here's how it works if you um go and rate and rank the show on itunes what it does for me is put my name and the show's name out there a little more. It gives it a little boost, and it helps people to discover the show. Okay, now that's for me. Help me just help me find more audience. Uh, it also, because it does that, allows the show to reach that new audience and provide all this great advice and all these great stories from my guests. So it helps my guests by promoting their services, products, uh, books, etc. Um, it helps the people who discover the show 
by providing advice that they can follow, uh, examples uh, that they can look at uh, to see how, you know, how they might structure their own career, that sort of thing. Our guest today is a very good example of this because of what he's built and uh, the things he's doing with it. I think that's going to be very helpful to authors. Um, so, I, you know, more authors can discover this if the show gets ranked high enough and rated well. And, um, it, you know, it, it basically it comes down to discoverability. So that's how you can help me out. That's a big one. Uh, another way is financially. And uh, on that note, okay, so I have a Patreon account. And you can find that. If you go to wordslingerpodcast.com, there is a Patreon button there. Um, and uh, you can chip in as little or as much as you like on a monthly basis. Um, some people do a dollar here or there. Some people do five, ten. You know, I've had... At various times in the past, I've had people do as much as, you know, 30 or 40 bucks a month. And, and uh, I think, uh, well, first of all, I'm just stupid, ridiculously grateful for anything uh, that you guys throw my way on this because it helps in the continued production of the show. I, I put a lot of time. <laughs> you probably would have no idea how much time <laughs> it takes to produce even a single episode of this show. Um not just the interview time and the uh, the time to do this rapper uh, that you're listening to, um, you know, I, there's a lot that goes in behind the scenes. Uh, anyone who's produced a podcast or a radio show or anything like that knows what I'm talking about here. Uh, there's there, there's some tweaking, there's some refining, there's some calls and emails and you know scheduling and all kinds of things that happen. So. This is all essentially unpaid time, and uh, I will do it regardless of whether I get paid for it, uh, because I love it, and I love what it's producing in the world. Uh, and frankly, the show is such a, a benefit to me anyway, um, that I'll, I'll always do it. But it does help a lot, and it is much appreciated when some of your dollars come my way. And to that end, I would like to give a big thank you to Maggie Stewart Grant, who pledged on uh, Patreon. And I, I am very appreciative, Maggie, uh, for your your continued support of the show. Um, and you're a wonderful person, by the way. We're connected on uh, Facebook. You're not just wonderful because you gave me money. You're wonderful anyway. I would have um, I would have always thought you were wonderful. So <laughs> thank you for for being such a supportive part of the show. And if you'd like to do the same, uh, and of course I will, you know, I will plug you as well. Uh, if you uh, Go ahead and hop on over. Go to wordslingerpodcast.com. Click on the Patreon logo that's right there on the uh, right-hand column. Or if you come in on any of the show notes, um, there is a Patreon link in the show notes. And uh, it's a you know kind of not great video and uh, presentation there. And I don't do a very good job of the, uh, the sort of tiered structure they go for. And uh, that's because uh, well, I'm lazy and I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> But uh, uh, what I can tell you is that regardless of the setup on the Patreon account, um, I, uh, I I just cannot thank you enough for for just helping. Um, all these are ways to help me. If, if 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 all you can do, if you can't afford to make a pledge, I I completely understand. And uh, then all I ask is, is that you go and rate and rank the show. Um, but here's a third way to support the show. This is no, actually, I have four ways. Okay, here's a third way. I'm, I'm going to throw this in. This is not the one I was originally going to say, but I'm going to throw this in. If if there are sponsorships uh, like there are on this episode, um, go and support those things as well. Uh, e- even if it's not a sponsorship directly related to me, if you help, help the guest by buying their book, by trying out their service, by whatever, um, that supports me as well because it, it, it means that I'm a, a help uh, 
I'm a benefit to the guest, so that helps. Uh, but also the sponsorship stuff can provide dollars for me, which is great, uh, and helps to support this this show and and uh, other things that I do. Um, so that's that's another way. And then the fourth way is to reach out. This is what I was going to say as number three. But uh, the fourth way to support the show is reach out and say hello. T- tell me how the show is impacting your life. Tell me how, um, you know, if you've gotten any sort of inspiration from a guest, uh, from something I've said, from, you know, anything that, that uh, you've pulled from this show that has benefited your life in, in some way, benefited your your life, your relationships, your career, uh, anything that's been good in your life as a result of this show, <clears throat> I'm not even kidding when I say this, uh, that will help me a lot to hear. Uh, it does keep me going. I, 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 I have gotten notes from people, um, I'm kind of getting a little choked up about it, actually, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I have actually gotten notes from people uh, telling me just how much they appreciate you know, what they've gotten from the show, the guests... Uh, they, some people have complimented, you know, my, uh, my Christian faith, you know, the fact that I'm willing to talk about that, which I am. Uh, and, uh, and I will answer questions by the way, if, if you have questions about God, Christ, uh, what it means to actually be a true Christian, uh, cause I think we, we don't see a lot of great examples of that in the world today. And, uh, so I'm willing to talk about that with you at length anytime. Uh, but in, and then I get people who, uh, just appreciate me being positive, uh, which I try very hard to do. I know I, I have in the past, I maybe not on this show, but in the past, uh, there have been times in my life where I was not a very positive person. And, uh, I actually, for, you know, there's, there's, there's harm that I caused in the world, I think by being that way. So the, this second half of my life is all about building people, building relationships, building something good in the world, uh, which is part of why this this show exists. So, anyway, uh, those are the ways you can support the Wordslinger podcast. I appreciate any any choice you make. Uh, just by listening and downloading, you're also supporting the show. So, you don't you can be as passive about this as you want. <laughs> I guess I could have just started with that. Do whatever. Uh, whatever. It all supports me. Um, anyway, thank you for being here. Uh, sorry about it. I keep teasing the RV thing. I'm, 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 I'm kind of ready to tell you, but I just, I've made a promise and I'm holding, I'm holding myself to that promise. Um, so, uh, coming soon. <laughs> anyway, uh, I hope you enjoyed this show. I hope you enjoyed, uh, my guest, Dave. Um, he was, he's a great guy. He's energetic. I've had him on the creative writing career podcast as well with, uh, Justin Sloan. Um, so if you, uh, want to catch that interview and kind of continue this conversation, go find that, um, rate and rank that show too, man. That shows, you know, that show actually does pretty well. I, I, uh, I'm kind of proud to be a part of that. And Justin is a great co-host. Um, he takes care of a lot of the, uh, effort on that, on that particular show. I have to say, um, but you know whatever <laughs> so some cool guests coming up on that show too uh not a lot of crossover isn't that weird we don't we don't tend to do a ton of crossover only occasionally will i bring a guest from one to the other um and uh you know because i guess i've already had that conversation i don't know whatever uh there's probably plenty of reasons don't forget to go check out uh kdp rocket if you go to bit.ly slash kdp slinger uh bitly dot 
Okay, it's bit.ly slash KDP Slinger. And if you go there, uh, you can try the, the service out. Um, it is worth the money, man. I'm, I've been tinkering around with it. I've, I've got other keyword tools. I use Merchant Words, which you can also uh, find as an affiliate uh, link on my website. If you go to wordslingerpodcast.com and click on resources, this is going to live there as well at some point, along with a couple of other links related to it. Uh, but keywords are, are pretty handy all around. Uh, they're a marketing, uh, sort of a, a marketing tool that you don't, you don't typically hear a lot about. So being able to narrow keywords down is very important. So hope you got that lesson and a lot of other lessons out of today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I love each and every one of you. God bless you in your journey and whatever that happens to be. If you're an author, thumbs up. I love that. Uh, and, uh, Take care of yourselves out there, and we will see you next time. Word Slinger.